Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Urbaneton. Today we're going to be talking about an interesting concept in the music industry. It's called ghostwriting. We really didn't know that was like so prevalent in the industry. Obviously it's prevalent in like rap and like pop music especially because in pop music no one writes shit. Everyone knows that. <laughs> yeah, no. No. So yeah, we're going to be talking about that. That's going to be kind of like the main topic. But first, we're going to be talking more about like the award show that we just did an episode on the Premios Los Nuestros. So if you haven't watched it, go back and watch it. So this makes sense. So get the fuck out. Don't get go lost in the sauce. Yes, exactly. Don't get lost in the sauce. Go watch that episode. We'll see you back, bitches. This award show really took me by surprise. In a good way or a bad way? In an amazing way. It was a really oh. good award show. Like, I'm a very big award show person, especially, like, in the American, like, U.S. Like, award shows, movie awards, like, those types of stuff, like, music awards. But I've never really paid attention to, like, anything, like, in the Latin community. And watching this one was actually, like, really fun. And I really enjoyed it. I'm typically not a fan of award shows. <laughs> I typically don't have the a good enough attention span to sit through an entire award show. So I feel like for me, that low-key was the toughest part. It was like sitting through all of that. Yeah, I totally get that. For me, it's the commercials oh in between. I can't. And they, just because like it's the same one. It's the same fucking State Farm commercial that we kept <laughs> seeing with like the, the like the yoga. Like, yeah, the yoga. What I did like with this award show i like the like the little performances they had like before the yeah. actual show yeah they had like an hour which was like kind of like a kind of like what e-news kind of does like a like pre-award show type mm -hmm. of thing but then then they were also having like some artists do like mini concerts or just performing no masks which surprised me yeah literally no masks at all Not a lot of people mm -hmm. together people weren't really like socially distancing not really, no. No. Like, they would try to maybe, like, hear... It was kind of, like... It was weird. Like, sometimes they would, and other times they would, like... Sometimes the presenters would be six feet apart, but mm -hmm. then, like, when they would present the award, everyone was all huddled together. Yeah. So it's... Or is... Make it, it make sense. Yeah. What did you think of, like, the variety of different performances then? Yeah, I thought the performances were really interesting. Like, they brought a lot of what's new and upcoming in the music industry, but yeah. also, like, they brought back, like... Established. Established artists. Like they had Gloria Trevi. Gloria Trevi. They had Yuri. I don't even know who Yuri, that was. My but girl Yuri. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like that there was like no awards presented to like in the urbano reggaeton like category like live on TV. Yeah, that was a. They honestly, this award show, it felt like more like a concert with a couple like they obviously like they gave the awards and like the artists got their awards, but they didn't present them on live TV. They maybe mm -hmm. they did them in person or they just gave the awards to the artist. Yeah. But I feel like the t like the broadcast of it was mainly focused on performances, and I honestly really like that because mm -hmm. I feel with not with COVID right now, and not a lot of concerts. That's like the only way we're getting to see like our favorite artists perform. So that's exactly right. Yeah, it's kind of like a give and take. Like you don't get to see like the artists accept their awards, but you get some. Performances. You get performances. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I understand why. It's probably just like a lot of artists just like couldn't make it. Yeah, so that like, too. Oh, like we won't present your award. Yeah. Like, but they did have an audience, though. They did have they had cir they had circular circular tables that were mm -hmm. kind of socially distanced, and they were all yeah. I don't know. How, yeah. It was weird. It was like on the like the floor, but then they had some on the stage as well. Yeah, but also what I think it's like this award show had so many awards, and like within each award, they had a ton of nominees. It just wouldn't have made sense for them to try to put in every award. A lot of awards, a lot of nominees, like lot ten nominees. nominees a category. Yeah, most for most of them. Mm -hmm. 
and it's just, it would have been a very very long award show. Taz, what were some like performances that you really enjoyed? Really like I liked Maluma's. Mm-hmm, a lot. That was good. Guaynas in like the pre-show. Yeah, he had a really good one. He's looking good. Yeah, he's good live. I was really surprised by Mark Anthony and Daddy Yankee's performance. <laughs> that was an interesting collaboration. That was interesting. But like that's like the fun part about watching award shows. It's like you get those type of collaborations or like. Uh, Gloria Trevi, she did a bunch of different. She was like, she performed a co- multiple times that she did, night. Yeah. And she also got, she was like uh, awarded. She got some like big award. She did, yeah. It was like some, like one of those like tribute awards. Yeah. yeah. She got a tribute award. Mm-hmm. A performance that I really liked was by Farina and Arcángel, and it was for their new song, La Boca. And I had never heard the song until the performance. Mm-hmm. And I was like, right away, like I was vibing with the song and I right away like found out what it was called, saved it on my playlist. It's been on repeat since. It's good. It's very catchy. Like we mentioned in the last episode in our news bit, Selena Gomez is branching out into the Latin music industry. Yes. And next month she'll be releasing her first EP all in Spanish. The, for the award show, they promoted that she was going to be a performer. Mm-hmm. So me being a huge fan of Selena Gomez, a huge fan of the Latin like industry and like the music, I was super excited to see this. And I was like, oh, what song is she going to do? I was like super excited. And then finally, I was like, oh, they're probably going to do Baila Conmigo with Raul Alejandro. Yeah. Finally, it's about to come on. And it's not even a live performance. But also, it wasn't the biggest disappointment because at the end, like, I saw something new that I hadn't seen before. I was just really excited and, like, really anticipating to, like, see her perform live. I was excited Rao. for like, you, Like, that would have been so cool to mm-hmm. see. Because Rao was there. Rao performed, like, twice, I think. He did, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was a little let down. But it was really cool to see the music video that they put up for in the award show. I was surprised that she was even mentioned, you know? Yeah. All right, let's move on then to the weekly news bites so y'all motherfuckers can stay updated on what the fuck is up in the industry. So, Jake Cortez and had done a, had released a song, Los Bo, with Mike Towers about a couple weeks ago, right? A month ago almost? month, month yeah. ago? Yeah. And you know how in like the reggaeton industry it's very common for people to like say their tags at the end of songs to like mention like album names mention producers producers whatever the hell they want honestly. literally i was listening to this song backtrack low-key because old me low-key probably wouldn't have liked this song mm-hmm. but now i'm more into trap and i really like this song yeah Catching. And I was just listening to it one day at the like obviously like the outro is coming on and everyone's saying their like outro tags and they're yeah. like just their tags and stuff and then I noticed that Jay says timeless and I was like oh and then like around that same time Taz and I had been talking about how um, artists usually like will say like they're up and like they're new like they'll pro- they'll like tease like the name of like their new album that's gonna come out yep. and right automatically when I heard that a little switch went off in my brain I'm like oh. <laughs> This is probably gonna be the next album name, and I was yeah. like, I have to tell Tez, I have to tell Tez. I was so excited to tell him. He literally says it like "proximo something timeless" or, that or whatever. Yeah. No information about when that's coming out though, so I guess we'll just play it by ear. Um, and other news too. Maluma is the first big reggaeton artist to actually announce a tour for this year in 2021. Yeah, we just found that out this week. Yeah. Like two days ago. Time of recording. 
time of recording yes about about a, one or two days ago yeah he announced that he's going to do a world tour he released the tour dates for his u.s tour at first starts around beginning of september and ends october 24th that's a pretty like jam-packed tour schedule yeah two months it's a lot and he has like a good amount of like tour really like, dates all over the fucking country yeah and he will end it in the city of chicago so that'll be dope yep uh, we'll see how that'll work with covid because it's it's in September, and then like, I don't know. We'll see. Well, the the date and he the date that he'd be in Chicago is in October. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Honestly, I think it's pretty risky of him to do a tour yeah. in the first place. That's just me. Yeah, because here in Illinois and Chicago, like COVID, they they are taking COVID really seriously still. Mm-hmm. Like there's like they're barely like opening up like indoor dining more and like like allowing more capacities. So I don't know how they're gonna allow like a whole concert in closed. If anything, I think they're probably just going to be like put six seats in between yeah. like the the clusters of groups. I don't know. That's just that, me. I mean, like the all here like the Allstate Arena where he's going to be performing at. It's like a decent sized arena. I don't like the Allstate. No. Not anymore. The Allstate's ratchet. Yeah. To it be is. honest. It is. It's really old. It is. It's so old. It's just I feel like to me like I it's just kind of like that's just what I think of it. I'm just like, "Oh, like that's the Allstate. It's yeah. just that's what it is." It's whatever. <laughs> nah. Like ever since I went to the Pfizer, like I can't go back to the Allstate in Milwaukee. Yeah, it's beautiful. Well, like come on, it's a brand new arena. It is. When we talk about Bad Bunny and Rosalia's little saucy performance. Oh my goodness, yes. The performance that made everyone squeal. Squeal uncomfy. I was uncomfortable. I was very uncomfy. Rosalia is starting to grow on me, but after that, she lost some points. She was getting a little too close to my man, who already has a he, woman. He was like all about it though too, because his eyes were closed and he was like. Maybe it was the actor in him. <laughs> I don't know, but dude, I thought that was like, it was weird. It was just really. And then they were weird. like caressing each other's noses. Yeah. I was like, what like, the heck? At one point, I I thought they legitimately kissed or something, but like they didn't. But like I thought. It was just they the did. angle, I think. It was. It was weird. It was weird. Yeah. And her nails were weird. I don't know if you noticed. Like, obviously, like, I noticed because I'm a girl. I don't know if you did. But her nails, like, they weren't, like, regular. Like, if you think of, like, a okay, let's say, like, a long, like, acrylic nail. No. Like, it was literally, like, the acrylic or poly gel, which is, like, the stuff that they used to make acrylic nails. Mm-hmm. And, like, probably, like, dra- I don't know. Like, because it's, like, a, it's stringy. It's- I don't know. It's got, like, weird designs. and it's, it's Yeah, it's not, like, your traditional, like, nail shape. It's literally, like, a very freehand, like... Mm-hmm. I've never seen that before. I've never seen that. But she's always the type to yeah, she's come got... out with some interesting outfits. and Her nails. Her nails are always, like, long. Very long, yeah. Mm-hmm. And her eyebrows, okay. Like, let's talk about her eyebrows. Like, she went for a little Frida Kahlo moment, I think, it feels I like. I was not feeling it, personally. Per- yeah. But, I mean, to each their own. To each their own. Yeah. But it was a really good performance. Besides that, love the song. Really good to hear it live. So this past Sunday night, Selena Gomez happened to be on an Instagram Live, which is a very rare occasion. If you know anything about Selena Gomez, she isn't very much the type to be on social media. She just posts what she has to post to promote her work and she just signs off. So yeah, she was on Instagram Live. She was eating dinner with her friends and her grandparents, Nana and Papa. Nana and Papa. Love them. And yeah, she was just doing like a Q&A type thing and just like, hanging out with her fans for a little bit. In that, she had received a question and she revealed some tea about her soon-to-be-released EP. So here's the clip. My favorite track on Revelation. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. One of the songs is called Buscando Amor. 
So I don't know if I was allowed to say it, but I don't really care. That was some great information from that clip with Selena. Uh, to end off the segment then, Manuel Turizo did announce that he is coming out with a new album called Dopamina or Dopamine for our English listeners. So be on the lookout for that. It should be coming out within the next month or two. That concludes our weekly news bites. Now, let's get into the the meat. The meat. The meat. The beef of the episode. No, not actual beef, but okay. we're going to talk about, like we said in the beginning, we're going to talk about ghostwriters. And who better to talk about than the best ghostwriters in this industry than the two J's, Justin Quiles and Jay Cortez. The two J's. The two J's. Who have made some really amazing songs, like both of them, just amazing writers. Like I'm obsessed. Like when I find out that like they ghost wrote a song, like I like I get excited. You get so excited. I get so excited. Like (laughs) you're like ooh. I'm like oh my god! Like he he wrote the song. He's like Like, oh my god! He wrote the song. I mean, not to be biased, but these are both artists that like I really love and I've been keeping like track of like for a while. So it feels great to know and to see them succeed by making like really good quality songs, you know? So we're going to talk about Jay real quick. I'm going to give you some quick facts. Quick facts. So he was born April 9th of 1993, which means he's 27. And his government name is Jesus Manuel Nieves Cortez. And he's five foot eight. What allows us to have like a, a deeper connection with Jay is the fact that we like we mentioned before, but we got a chance to meet him. We did. Almost two years ago now. Mm-hmm. And it was magical. It was so surreal. I had never met like an like I've met celebrities maybe here and there throughout my life, but it's celebrities I do not give an absolute shit about. Like I don't care. I've never touched a celebrity I listen to their music. Who <laughs> I listen to their music. <laughs> I don't think I have either. <laughs> like I just remember my stuff and I'm like, oh my god. <sighs> it was great. Two years ago we got we saw Jay at Los Dells, which is a Latin Music Festival in Wisconsin Dells, Wisconsin. It was a weekend festival in just like a campground yeah. area. You mm-hmm. could camp there. We didn't camp. Fuck we that. We did not. Oh. He was on the lineup. No, he, he wasn't. He was part of a pop-up that Toyota was there for. They had a couple performances by a couple like underrated artists that were mm-hmm. trying to bring up, you know? And Jay happened to be one of them. He was the second artist that day. There was only three. We went to see the first artist so we can like be right in front yeah. for Jay. And like the girl, the girl before was her Nina, name was Nina Dios. She, she was, was decent. She was really good. She was actually from Mexico. Yeah. She was a Mexican, uh, like trapera. Yeah. And she was pretty good. I liked her music. Like literally, we were right in front. Literally, we touched him multiple times that day. Yeah. So obviously, like at the time, I knew like Jay's popular songs. But I wasn't like a fan. I was mm-hmm. just a, just a listener, basically. And Taz over here, he was obviously like, or he was already a big fan by then. He was all excited, and I was just more excited. And I was just like, oh, like we're close, whatever. Just like the environment was cool, and yeah. he was more excited for him. Obviously, since we're so close, Jay can see Taz like in his energy, and like I feel like he, I feel like they both like vibed with each other. Like, <laughs> oh my god, yes, it was love at first sight. <laughs> literally, and like Jay kept paying attention more to Taz, and it like literally was kind of heartbreaking. I'm like, pay attention to me. I'm a female like aren't you into females like look he at me. is but it's like i like i legit like was screaming i knew every <laughs> single song he was performing like at that point that was my second time seeing jay i saw him ironically at the all-state arena the ratchet all-state arena when <laughs> i saw balvin uh jay was like a surprise opener for his oh, tour that's so cool. it wasn't my first time seeing him but even then like the vibes just weren't there like no one was really about him no one yeah like, was paying attention to him and his music. But, like, at that point, like, it was the summer when No Me Conoce came out. So uh, that song was 
bumping. So like everyone like knew Jay at that point. We got to meet him afterwards. And I remember what I told him. I was like, I'm like, me encanta tu música. Like, eres mi ídolo. Like, eres una de mis artistas favoritas. But yeah, just like saying all that to him. And he's like, gracias, gracias, gracias. And I'm like, ah, like it was so dope. Like, I'll never forget that moment. That was one of the happiest moments of my life getting to meet him. Uh, Jay that, like was very low key too. Like he was just wearing like jeans, a t-shirt. He had a little, or, like Nike headband. He had like, it was at the time when like clout glasses were a big thing. Mm-hmm. So he had some black clout glasses to go with his outfit. If you don't follow us already on social media, we'll be posting some videos and clips from when we saw him in Los Del. So mm-hmm. go check those out. So in terms of his albums and like the you know music he's come out with, he started with an EP called Eyes on Me and that came out in May of 2018. If you guys haven't listened to it, I recommend it. It's very short. It has a lot of features. Brian Myers, Darrell, Mickey Woods, J Balvin. I heard of him for the first time because of J Balvin actually. So oh, wow. he owes a lot of his career to him because he put him on right away. And then uh, Famous, which came out a year later, May 24th of 2019, which is at this time gotten like, I think eight times platinum, 10 times platinum. Wow, it's pretty cool. V- very, very good album. If you guys haven't listened to it, it's amazing. And then Timeless, which we don't know when that's going to come out yet, but that's his next album. Oh. I like his uh, theme with the Z's. I didn't ever notice that, and it makes sense with the Cortes. Yeah, but. so like he began writing music at 11, and then at 16, that's when he really began his career. And then at 22, that's when he started becoming like a really good like ghostwriter. That's what he started out as, just writing songs for other artists. You know, like for example, he wrote Criminal, Bagnati, Natasha, and Osuna. He wrote I Like It with Cardi B, Bad Bunny, and J Balvin. And I can't get enough with J. Vladimir, Tiny, Selena Gomez, and Benny Blanco. So those are just some of the hits like he's written. Yeah, like, he's been ghostwriting for. Those a are lot. just the hits, and like just like the ones that aren't mainstream. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's. I mean, just with those three, man. Like shit. says a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, he won a Grammy with "I Like It." Really? Yeah, because wow. he's a songwriter. Yeah, so, so he got it. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's awesome for him to like be newer. Or he's not newer anymore. Not anymore, but like just like what we were saying before, like. His, his evolution his trajectory in such a short amount of time his trajectory just being a ghostwriter and then being a singer within that three-year time span like ha- being so successful yeah and it's not stopping like he's keep, like he hasn't hit his peak what makes him what do you think makes him like so successful what like why why do you like him i feel like i like i don't know it's kind of contradictory because he is very big in trap mm-hmm. and i have it's kind of like a love-hate relationship with trap for me so it just kind of depends on the music so like, cause I'm, I'm not gonna like lie. There is songs by him that I don't like. I'm like, it's just not my vibe. But there are also, on the other hand, there are also a lot of songs by him that I like obsessed with because of his, honestly, it's his flow. Yeah. It's his flow and the way he enunciates his words. Mm-hmm. And that's a big thing for me. I've mentioned that before. It's the way pe- artists enunciate their words and the, their flow that really capture my attention, especially yeah. in like when it flows really well with the beat and mm-hmm. the music great yeah i see what you mean i i agree with you i love him for his flows i love him just as a lyricist mm-hmm. like it really like in his uh his own original work like where he's not writing for other artists it really shows that he is an amazing songwriter mm-hmm. because like he's able to deliver really good punchlines. like yeah i feel like like what makes him so successful too is the fact that he's very likable like everyone wants to collaborate with him yeah like we mentioned before about Costiar has like four or five different remixes. It does. Because everyone's trying to hop on that track because it's really good. Everyone wants to be on the remix. I feel like that's what makes him so successful. What makes his music so good? Like what makes you want to listen to him more? It's his beats. His beats. His beats. Who's his producer? Most of the time it's um Tiny. Okay. And his brother, Masis. 
Oh, yes, you have mentioned that. Masis is the one who produced No Me Conoce. Loki, No Me Conoce was the song to bring me back to him. Oh, really? Yeah, like I hadn't listened to his music in a while, like since like Eyes on Me came out. He had come out with a couple singles, but I, I really didn't pay attention to them. And then once No Me Conoce came out, I'm like, come me back. I was hooked. I'm looking at my playlist right now, and obviously it goes by date when I save the music. And mm -hmm. actually, I didn't realize he was on the Darte remix by Alex Rose. Yeah, he is. Mm -hmm. So that was that was the first time I was technically introduced, introduced to him, and I just didn't know it. Oh, wow. There you go. And then, yeah, No Me Conoce is the next song. Right? Oh, my but God. Easy is another really good song I like. Oh, Easy is good. What can we expect from Jay then in the future? Where do we see him? Well, he's coming out with an album, mm -hmm. hopefully soon. I don't know. I don't really know, like, what he's... Honestly, like, I'm not the type to, like, really follow or, like, look at when artists post, like, if they're collaborating with stuff. I usually get those news bits from you. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, they, these people were in the studio together. Yeah. They posted a video. Future-wise, I don't see him hitting his peak for a while. Why start... do you think Jay's gonna not gonna hit his peak this year? Nah, he's just like at this point, like like Mike Towers and him say like in in the song Los Bos, like son some of los reyes de la nueva generación. And that's mm -hmm. what the, he is. I think he's like one of the top dudes in this like newer generation of reggaeton. Mm -hmm. And he's a trendsetter. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like he's just not, he's not gonna hit his peak anytime soon. Honestly, I feel like with this next album, I feel, I have a feeling like this could be something big for him. I think it has to be, or it's a bust. Cause <laughs> Famous was so good. Eight, 10 times platinum, maybe even more. Like a song that reached a billion views on YouTube. Like, yeah. if I was him, I'd feel the pressure to deliver something really good. But I think he's going to deliver. Yeah. All right, should we move on to... Yeah, Justin Quiles. Quick facts. Quick facts. Born Justin Rafael Quiles Rivera on March 29th of 1990. So he's old at 30 years old. Uh, he's seven. He's five seven. Five seven. He is short. That is the magic height for reggaetoneros. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I've noticed that when I've looked up like heights yeah but he was born in bridgeport connecticut that's actually. so random mm -hmm. born in the u.s raised in puerto rico moved back to connecticut to finish high school and that he's also stated in interviews that his father was abusive to his mom so then he moved back to puerto rico oh wow mm -hmm. some albums and eps that he's done he came out i can never say it you say the first one. Oh, carpe diem yeah what does that mean again uh carpe diem basically means just take any opportunity or anything that presents itself to you Oh, okay. Yeah, so Carpe Diem came out in March of 2015. Then he had a album with Imperio NASA. So like Los de la NASA like, are like really big producers. He had like his own like Justin Quiles edition like album thing they did. That's cool. It's very good. It's a very good album. Uh, that came out in 2016. And then July 29th of 2016 as well, he came out with another album called La Promesa, which I recommend a lot. And then almost like three, four years later, he came out with his most recent album on May 31st of 2019, which is called Realidad. I like songs from that album. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we're talking about ghostwriting today. And mm -hmm. do you think he like took that break to ghostwrite? Or like he, do you know why he took that break? Honestly, like during that time that he didn't like come out with an album, he was uh, writing a lot. So yeah, he was. Because during that time, that's when Downtown came out. One of the big songs he ghost wrote mm -hmm. with Balvin and Anita. Oh, yeah. And then he wrote some of the songs on Energia, Balvin's, like, second mm. album. So, yeah, Justin Quiles obviously is known, like, for his, you know, this whole thing is about ghostwriting. Uh, a big inspiration, he said, is actually Juan Gabriel. Wow. Yeah. That's, he said in an interview that, like, he thinks he's one of the best, like, writers like of all time when i heard that interview like i did not expect that answer whatsoever yeah because i mean juan gabriel is not anywhere near this like obviously he's not even close to like the type of music that justin quiles does mm -hmm. but still being get that inspiration from someone like that 
Yeah, it's pretty. It's cool, right? Yeah, I think it's interesting. A couple other songs, like I guess, like big, you know, hits that he's wrote. Um, he wrote Bichota. It's a good one. Good I like one. it. I like it too. I'm not usually a big fan of Carol G. Carol G. G, but it's it's pretty decent. I'm not even gonna lie. It's pretty catchy. And then Contra la Pared by Sean Paul and J Balvin. So those are just a few. That's a good song. They're, yeah. they're all good songs. All of them. No wonder why. All of them. All of them are good songs. So obviously you're a really big fan of him. You have been for a while. So why do you think he has been so successful in his writing and his artistry? And He just probably has like a good formula and he knows when songs are going to be popular. Maybe like I think he recognizes that maybe there's like certain songs he writes that he can't keep for, for himself and probably don't fit his sound that he can like give and like probably sell to like other artists so that kind of concludes our little our little dive into the ghost writers the ghost writers jay and justin let's just like talk real quick what are like our top three like favorite songs from from both so we'll start with let's start with justin first all right so isa what are your like top three if you could name ones real quick of your favorite songs with justin Quiles? Uh, my top three, no particular order, is Mi Maldición from Carpe Diem, uh, Shorty from Realidad, and then DJ No Pare. Ooh, those are all very good picks. Mm, I think for me... They're, I feel like they're like staple songs. Yes, they very much are. I say one of them, again, no particular order, like what you said. I'm going to steal that from you. <laughs> steal it, yeah. So I'll pick one, uh, a recent song that I can't get enough of, uh, Genus. Mm, I love that one. Song. Uh, it's okay. It, it's okay. It's okay. Oh, Fin de Semana. That's from uh, his album La Promesa. Mm-hmm. It's it, a good song. Oh, I like that song yeah. too. That's a good one. Yeah. I love the flow on that one. Last one, Cristina. Oh, yeah. See, I was just thinking of just songs that were like just from his albums. Just like from- not like remixes right like collaborations i just but those are that was a good song i love that song i consider that like his song honestly like i don't like i don't pay attention to anyone else on that <laughs> song like it, it's his song all right let's move on to jay all right for jay i'll say no particular order um easy for sure like i mentioned mm. before, earlier that's one of my top songs from him oh como se siente remix from las que no iban a salir with Ooh. bad bunny that i love that song and i like how he kind of samples it in ah oh, he samples it in a song recently fiel yes and fiel with mm-hmm. wincin and then my last song is oh imaginaste this is the song i really like yeah that's my last song i'm gonna steal that one from you too because that honestly that's on my yeah. list i'm like how yeah. like why am i I'm like i had to play it i'm like okay yeah. yeah that's that's the one i'm looking for <laughs> yeah that's definitely on my list too so again no particular order definitely no me conoce and costear that is the end of ghostwriting so we're gonna end off the episode like we always do with our songs of the week um i low-key can't think of any right now so isa you go first all right my i have two like i always kind of end up having because one song is boring these two songs are actually from mora's new album that we had mentioned in a previous episode where we told you guys go check it out because we were gonna check it out i checked it out and let me tell you guys i fell in love with this album and i fell in love with mora like i've had i have songs by him and saved by him but I never really paid attention to him. But after listening to this album and really listening to his voice and like listening to what type of voice he has really makes me want to like listen to him more and follow his like music journey. Uh, My two songs of the week are Tuyo and Cinco Doce with Jay Cortez. Excellent picks. Very catchy, very upbeat, good if you're driving. What are your songs of the week? You know what? I think I'm going to be boring this week. (laughs) <laughs> and just have one but it's a really good song i like it um usually not my type of vibe it's called um the sira dios by cosco yuela okay it's very like another very good like driving song 
It's very like simpy, very melodic, which is typically not songs that like Cosco Guerra makes. If you guys are familiar with him, he he's has, very hard. He's a hard ass motherfucker. He is. Exactly. That's what I was gonna say. I was like, wait, like wait. <laughs> yeah, no, he's hard. He's a hard OG like motherfucker. I love him. Definitely something completely different from what I'm used to him, but he delivered it was great it's a really good song no actually i do have two there is one song it's kind of old it's off of rao's album um but i've been listening to it a lot lately it's with um uh rao alejandro arcangel and randy it's a remake of an old reggaeton song from back in like the early 2000s soy una gargola oh yes you have been obsessed with that song yeah it is good it's very good I, i'm on that song right mm -hmm. now too yeah it's very good i recommend you guys listen to it it's just like rao lately has been doing a very good job of like reviving old reggaeton songs that were very popping back in the day and then like adding like a little twist to it mm -hmm. and then making it i guess good new. for like new, new. exactly yeah, he yeah. did that with dembo 2020 and now he's done it with soy una gargola and it's really fucking good soy una gargola. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning into another episode. Remember to follow us on all of our social media platforms, including Instagram, which is at Urbaneton Podcast. Make sure to check out our Facebook, which is just at Urbaneton. And make sure to check out our Spotify page where we upload all of our daily playlists so you guys can check out the music we've been listening to. Remember, guys, we upload every single Friday, so always be on the lookout for a new episode. And never forget, always listen to reggaeton.